Hi everyone and welcome to Modus by Enyata season 2. First of all, I feel like we need to apologize. It just felt like we ghosted you guys and that is not the case. We took the time to sort of restructure. So, you know, we're introducing a lot of new things. You know, we want this podcast for the season that we're in now, which is season two, to feel like a conversation. And, um, you know, speaking of introducing new things and um, conversations, we have a co-host here at Enyata. He is a product manager, but before anything else, he's my friend. His name is David Udeago. How are you doing, David? I'm good. How are you doing? I am fine. I'm excited to be part of your conversation. And also shout out to Kurede, our producer. He helps us with stuff. You guys can't see Kurede, but he's giving you guys like a cheering thumbs up thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So David, please introduce yourself, you know. Let us know who David is. Let's get a vibe. Let's get a vibe. Yeah. Well, the vibe is as far as everybody's cool and everybody's excited with me being here, I'm down. Really. We're that all, is, that is the we're vibe. Always excited. Uh, so I am first and foremost, I'm a I'm an X-Men. And <laughs> 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 I, I moonlight as a product manager. I have been doing that for five years plus years now. Right, I am very particular about um, product growth and product strategy, and I'm very focused on you know whatever product I'm building as far as is very customer centric, and it's like geared towards adding impact essentially. Right, um, I would say my my introduction to product management has been an interesting journey so far. So it's it's a continuous journey. So I'm excited to have this part also like basically part of it still. That's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so, product management, right? There, There is a lot going on in the space that we are very much curious about. Um, but, you know, explain like I'm five. What is product management? Like you're five? Well, that's excited. Um, I would say for me, when it comes to product management and try to just like understand the basic concept of it, it is really about being able to think of a product, think of a, a particular problem that people are facing, finding out ways and solutions to solve that particular problem, looking for ways to, you know, market the solution that you have come up with to be able to like generate profits while at the same time also just like entice your users and drive towards like um, user user engagement around whatever it is that you're building. And also most importantly, you know, that is just the outward part of it. You sort of think into like being able to manage the day-to-day um, activities of the engineers, you know, being able to make sure that there's a timeline, a roadmap, like an idea and how to get to that particular, uh, how to get that particular idea like achieved. That is, I would just say like in a very simple way, like a brief introduction into what product management is. Right. I feel like we could like the more we go, the deeper we'll get into like a better understanding of it. But so far that is as a five year old, it is really this is what I where I want to go to and this is how I'm going to get there, essentially. So I understood and I get everything you say. And you know, I now sort of understand product management better. But I will say that no five year old <laughs> would understand what you just said. I don't know kids. You are literally the only child I know. Oh my god, I'm older than you do. I know, but you're my baby. <laughs> so essentially Okay, so let's think of it as 
two or five year old, right? Yes. And your goal is you want to make friends at school.、Mm-hmm. Normally, people just go to school and they're like, "Hey, you know what? You meet new friends. Are you vibe with them?" But some people need more planning and more strategy to it. Even five year olds to strategize. Trust me. I am one. Exactly right. So essentially, that whole process of strategizing. Figuring out who and who actually like works for you, and saying, okay, you know what? During lunch break, I'm going to sit with this person. I'm going to buy them biscuits. That whole process is like the strategy is how you're making friends, right? And then the planning process involved in it. That is a very like well removed like part of it. But when we look at product management, we essentially are looking at how we're going to solve a particular problem, like I mentioned earlier, and the. Process to solve that particular problem, and then the day-to-day activities that is required to solve that particular problem. And but that's just like internally. Then when you look at the like external parts, which is in terms of strategies and in terms of like product growth, you're thinking of like, okay, so this problem you're solving, how would it increase user engagement? How would it increase user retention? How would it increase user acquisition when it comes to who you're solving these problems for? So all of those areas are just like around you know what product management touches base on. So if it hates when I when I explain things with terms as opposed to yes, just breaking it down. Because I'm getting there now. Product managers,、um, you know, again, interesting set of individuals that speak their own language. And every time you walk up to a product manager, you guys are always like, oh, something, something, Scrum, something, something,、um, Agile. So I'm I'm like. Can we like speak English, please? So I'm going to throw a couple of product words at you, and you're going to explain to me like I'm five. First of all, what is Chrome? <laughs> okay, so we I feel like we've had this conversation like outside of here before. Explain like I'm five, David. <laughs> okay.、Um, before I start explaining to you what Chrome is, I want to take you back to you know the origin of what Chrome is and how it applies to product management, right? So、um, the methodologies are essentially frameworks with which we use in product management to be able to achieve our goal. Think of Scrum. I'm going to give like an example. Imagine you're playing a game with your friends, and you want to make sure everyone knows what to do, and that they are able to finish the game on time, right?、Um, so Scrum is a way to help you and your friends work together and be organized while playing, right? So there are a few things when it comes to、um, Scrum. So there's teamwork. It's basically all about teamwork when it comes to Scrum. It's just knowing when you play a game with your friends and you work together as a team, everyone has a special role to play. Right now, as a product manager, one of my key roles is to be able to make sure that I support every single person in the team to be able to win, right? And also being able to set、um, rules、like、that they're the meant、coach. to follow, like the coach, essentially.、Yeah. So I am the coach, right? Yeah, exactly.、Mm. And then there is、um, time boxing, which essentially is、um, in Scrum we use the term、um, time boxing.、Um, it's essentially setting a timer to make sure that we finish the game on time. Right. So again, like since we're using like metaphors, right? Exactly. So just knowing that, for like for instance, for football, the coach is making sure that this game is the first forty-five minutes and the next forty-five minutes, right? So that is essentially what the product manager is doing in this particular case. I said the coach is making sure that it's the first forty-five minutes. I meant the referee is making sure.、Oh. I like how everyone,、oh. <laughs> like that flew past everybody's head. I think, yeah, I'm I'm bad at sports. I am as well. I don't know why I'm using a sports metaphor, but I'm like terrible at sports. I、equally. feel like we're getting it. Yes, but like you you, you get what、I'm、I mean, five, right? So I'm also bad at sports. Yeah, it's terrible. So there's teamwork, right? 
and then there's a there's a timer part that allows you to set how long a particular task is going to last and you break it into like small small like time and small small like factions for you to be able to get to the actual goal exactly so that's why you call it sprint because the thing is it's a marathon but there are different sprints that get you to like collectively run the marathon right so if you're able to so let's say if you're able to actually like run the sprints accurately you're able to just like end up the, at the end of the day and then um we do have daily check-ins to make sure that everyone is still informed on what they're doing that everybody understands what's you know what their task is and you are able to like help anyone if they're having any difficulties if they're having any roadblocks etc so we call that like the daily stand-up everybody knows what they stand up i mean is. you were already dragging me for our terms <laughs> right so that was to help it yeah. helping in that and then we now so now as the product manager one of the key things that you focus on is being able to have a backlog right you don't want to overwhelm your team with all of the things at hand i mean in the beginning you're able to tell them what the scope of the work is right but subsequently like you mentioned in the sprints you're able to say oh for this particular sprint this is what we want to achieve right exactly your milestones essentially so so it's like the end goal for each sprint at the finish line this is what we're aiming at right so now for you it is to be able to prioritize those particular milestones those particular like product backlogs to say okay which should we focus on first right essentially your team is able to meet that particular goal and you guys are able to go ahead and then taking it to steps by step allows you to be able to finish the whole product backlog and before you know it you have a product that's ready to launch i mean it's not that like yeah but like there are different steps you also need to like do about it and I, I would also say that one of the key things as well when you're thinking of scrum is being able to look into like the review and the retrospect part of it as well you know normally even like in a day-to-day thing whenever you're working on something it's always time to like take a step back and try to see what you've done review it to make sure that everything actually works the way it's meant to work and then look at this particular week this is how i went about something are there things that i can do better are there things i should do less right essentially it's just strategizing to make sure that at the end of the day you're able to meet your goal and the team that you're working with as well is able to meet the goal and that everybody's really like in a good headspace at the same time so that's scrum okay. for a not so five-year-old at the end of the day you're doing a good job at explaining product management mm. yeah but not to a five-year-old not to a five-year-old and now um yes and i've always always wondered like now i'm starting to understand like okay this is actually a very um macroscopic um will i say job right it's it, it feels very much macro in my head right now but i will still ask the question what's up with the product or that thing like is like in my head i was always thinking that Oh, is the is the job that part like is it that complicated that you need to create its own um I don't even know what to call it, its own sub role automatically for it. Eh? Why don't I, mean, I have it's, it's... a marketing owner? <laughs> 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 okay, so 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 here is the thing, right? Which is funny, I was having this conversation yesterday as well. Uh, I was talking to a client and they thought I was a um, project Pro- manager. Oh, project And I was manager. so offended. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't offended per se, but I, I, I will say, to me, I feel like there's a hierarchy to these things, right? Yeah. There is a hierarchy to these things. And for a project manager, 
a product owner, I feel like you need to be a to be a product manager. You need to be all of those things like combined into one because you are able to like because you touch on all the different places, places like different aspects of it, right? Uh, so you ask what is a product owner, right? When it comes to product owner, right, you, you really just focused on the product vision and the product, um, the features of the product essentially, making sure that. Um, the day-to-day breakdown is aligned, right? For instance, the product owner is responsible for understanding what the client. Mm-hmm. So that's the key thing. You're meant to make sure that you communicate what it is that the team needs to what it is that the user needs to the um, team. design team and to development team as well, mm-hmm. right? So you're able to see this is how this this is going to work. So the product owner essentially, I would say in most cases, also works as a project manager as well, okay. right? Because you're working closely with the development team, you're providing clear requirements, you're also creating the user stories and the acceptance um, criteria. So for a product owner, you need to have like an in-depth understanding of how your product is meant to work and how your users are going to interact with the product. So that essentially like allows for you to be able to have a clear understanding out of anyone on the team you should always have like much better clarity around how the product is going to what the product goal is so that allows you to know this is what we should be working on or this is what we shouldn't be looking into and then i would also say continuously um, evaluating and adapting the product roadmap based on customer feedback and market changes now depending on the organization you work in that can always like move between the product owner and the product manager but essentially it is again just being able to manage the different stakeholders which is the customer and your like internal stakeholders as well as the team generally. So that's what a product owner does, right? Now, a product manager focuses more on the product strategy, on how these features that we are implementing, how it's going to drive success, how it's going to drive market success, how it's going to drive value, right? So we, we focus more on taking a broader, broader view and um, figuring out essentially the you know, the overall success of the product of the market, right? You want to be able to understand what your go-to-market strategy is. You want to be able to, you know, we are collaborating with the sales team and the marketing team. Um, you want to be able to make sure that it's like a detailed and like a very aligned idea on how all of the things you're taking on this product is able to impact product success in general. And then, like I mentioned earlier, you to be able to define the product strategy um, as well as you know do the mark target um, target market analysis the competitive analysis the pricing etc in a lot of ways you are focused more on the customer focus part and the product um, focus part as well just trying to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing is geared towards driving success for this particular product you're building um, so obviously again like I mentioned when I said um, the comms team not comms team, the marketing okay. team. Yeah. <laughs> not the comms team. Um, so again, it's just essentially being able to work closely with cross-functional teams, um, including engineering and marketing, like I mentioned earlier, to ensure the product actually, the successful product is delivered, right? And then overseeing the enti- entire product lifecycle. Aside from um, being able to like focus outwardly on how the product performs as well, you're also meant to monitor the entire life cycle with how your product owner is managing the product, how your team is managing the product um, and making sure that essentially from ideation to launch and beyond that there's a continuous improvement um, based on market feedback and then just making sure you balance business goals and user needs between anything that you do so that's the two different parts of um, a product owner and a product um, manager then there's like the product there's, there's a project manager who's just like and then a, there's scrum master yeah well, a scrum master really is a project manager who's just like necessarily like a glorified 
timekeeper, to be honest. Oh, no, you wow. people even that have is shame. You no, we don't. We do not. <laughs> there is no beef. We are not, we well, are not endorsing any beef. I will be surprised because you guys are just known to be, uh, you guys are known to be hard to love when it comes not to... Not hard to love. Yeah. You me. love me. I love you. You but do. Whenever we get on a project together, it's, oh, uh, like... And it's, that's just the way it is. I don't know why. Um, there was one time when I went on Twitter and I searched for product manager. And I would say that a tangible percent of the tweets that were coming up were like people just going yeah. ham on their product managers. But that's, but that's the thing. I, I think with a lot of responsibility comes a lot of hate as well. Ugh. We are the people <laughs> people enjoy hating because we take all the, we're like, we take all the fire essentially because you know the customers are dragging us stakeholders are dragging us like when you are setting timeline when you're setting like yeah guardrails rest on soul's neck because to be honest right you 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 do know i think there's a lot of things that people actually don't understand is number one i'm a big believer that you're as good as the team that you work with but here's also the thing when it comes to product management if the product is successful it is a testament to your team and to you. If the product is not successful, it is only, you know, on you because clearly you're not managing your team correctly and clearly you don't have like good foresight. So with that like level of responsibility on you, you do, it allows, it allows for you necessarily to be someone who you just become comfortable with being not the most, not necessarily the most liked person at work. Right, but I, I, for me, I feel like it's always important to approach it from a place of kindness, but like sternness still, right? Because I mean, obviously, everybody already understands where we're going to. Everybody knows what this product's going to need. I have set out a roadmap and a timeline, etc. There are sprint planners to be able to determine, you know, the just the, you know the changes in people's schedules as well as the like the blockers, etc. But being able to make sure that you push people to be their best most times comes with a lot of resistance, right? And that is okay. But at the end of the day, when somebody is like telling their friends, oh, I built this product, but because you're there to make sure that like it's firm, that the execution is like precise and correct, and you're just trying to make sure that the whole just development process goes well, everybody's taking the glory of it. But no one is saying, oh my God, when did they do this? I was like, no. You know, I can't do it in two days. And I'm like, you're lying. You can do it in two days. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's so with that comes with that comes necessarily the hate, I suppose. I don't really think it's hate though. But, I, it's, but it's not hate. I don't think it's, it's hate. It just comes the you're not everybody's favorite exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're not everybody's favorite person, like in the work day. But I, I think it's always good to be able to build a good relationship with your team, right? Um, even though you de- demand you know, excellence from people and accountability from people is also good for you to be able to, you know, take time to also like listen to how people are feeling, see people's strengths and their weaknesses, know how you are like encouraged. Because I feel like one of the big thing about product management is the people management part, mm. right? You need to be able to know how to manage people. People can be rude. I have had situations where engineers were like absolutely rude to me. And as opposed to having to be like, I will check you, right? You know, you take a step back because you're in a leadership role. I understand that this can be coming from different like different reasons. They could be frustrated. They could be overwhelmed, right? They could be having like 
personal problems that has nothing to do with work. Or you could just be frustrating them, like require demanding like a lot of somebody, and they're not like get to that level to provide you with that. And being able to like understand these things and come from a place of empathy and come from a place of just understanding, right? And not be as reactive most times when things are not going your way and just taking time to like have one-on-one conversation with your team and say hey how is it going what's going on and you know let everyone understand like this is what our goal is but like my goal as well is to make sure that you're good while you're achieving our goal essentially so what would you say you're the most absolutely frustrating part of the job is um I was like, what is this? Um, I will say that the most frustrating part of the job, actually, which is funny because I am a big introvert and I'm not a people person, regardless of what people actually say. Look at your face. I am not a people person. I drive back in i drive best in like isolation and i drive best in just taking time to myself right for me i don't really think like the people engagement part is a problem i feel like i'm able to like manage that well i will say that it's it's the having to constantly manage egos because having to constantly manage people's ego is a bit i don't know if you've worked with engineers but engineers have a huge ego kill beyonce (laughs) (laughs) they do yeah, so that's that's a bit interesting, right? And also just being able to manage your stakeholders as well. Because let's be honest, if you give me a year to finish a project that normally I can do in three months, well, in six months, let's come down. In six <laughs> months, I would do it perfectly well, right? But then you're trying to make sure that you maximize efforts and also like produce excellence. So with that comes a lot of pressure. And being able to manage everybody's expectation and everybody's feelings and everybody's productivity can be a bit, it can be a bit overwhelming, right? But I feel for me, one of the best ways that I've been able to do that, which is like comes into how I manage my own personal life, which is suffering, is being able to like just have a plan, right? Actimize, have a checklist and go with it. Be able to be flexible. Then let's not die on the matter. Like just calm down and breathe yeah now my question is um, going to stray away from product management um so recently right chat made you know it's become a present part of my life you know i, I have a confession i have been a hater <laughs> i have been a hater in the past i don't know why but i have come to see the what do you call it the the positive the value yeah what it has to offer um i i feel like in the in the right tools people can you know do what they need to do with it but i also feel like sometimes people just don't need it right i'm still there's still a bit of resistance and you know and and there was all of this like okay what are people using it for blah, 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 blah. is it acceptable in the eyes of like say the operation structure where it's like are you towing the line of dishonesty <laughs> um so i want to ask like do you use chargeability what do you use it for and what is your opinion on you know navigating like ah, that my dear yeah we are big on anything that makes our life easy in tinibu's <laughs> country 
because here's the thing <laughs> because listen i feel there is i feel like one of the biggest things that our generation has come into like understanding is we are big on smart working smart and part of working smart is you can using smart tools to like cut your level of effort but like maximize your productivity as well right and you know because it's, it's funny because you mentioned you know the different parts of tech right so i'm going to say this because when we are recording this trends is all over the place we're in the trends pandemic everybody has trends do you have trends mm-hmm. yes do you have trends i have trends i don't have trends <laughs> because it's a lot i mean there's there's a it's just a lot of them right and you know the the, the whole purpose of generative ai is that it allow it's literally that's the thing with the large like large um language module is that they are there to help you co- like streamline your data streamline the information that you have and that's essentially the thing that ChatGPT does as opposed to using google right because when you're you're doing research you use google and it gives you like multiple options and that's what ChatGPT is essentially doing it is doing it's taking like all these searches because essentially ChatGPT only gives you what you ask it to give you so number one you need to know how to ask the smart questions and the right questions and that determines how your answers are actually produced right so for instance for you if you ask a product in product management the way you will structure it and the answers that ChatGPT would give you would not necessarily be the same as when I ask it questions when i understand intently what are the things that i need to it to do for me so right i think that being able to use these tools that we're using to work is i think it's one of the best things that ai has given us right but then like twitter right twitter came as a way to connect people now all of you are just like tyrants <laughs> god like you get so it's all about knowing how to do the line for yourself right knowing what is smart work and what is just plagiarism and what is just dishonesty, like you mentioned. Um, if you're able to use this work, and, and the funny thing about it is that regardless of how much generative AI gives you, you still have to fine tune it to actually meet your needs. Because even on chat, GBT tells you at the end of the day, yeah. you know, you have to make sure like, so if you're not doing the work to understand what it is that you need and what it is that you are like, asking for, you you will just be getting like blanket statements for everything and that wouldn't really solve your your need essentially so i am big on like smart tools there's not even chat gp there's like there's notion there is there's a lot of them right and i think it's really good to be able to try them out at the same time i believe that knowledge is power and if you're not using these tools to be able to even expand the idea of what you know or even just like expand your horizon expand your horizon who says expand your horizon people say that yeah so you know being able to use that and expand your horizon um then it's, i think you're doing yourself a disservice because it's just like your front and you can you can interact with it you can ask it questions i mean aside from asking it oh how can i do my job you can ask it oh what certifications can i take to get better like you could even literally learn from ChatGPT because as opposed to taking a course you can start like say give me a because i've done that before give me like uh what's it called a contest to how I will go about in learning this new course, right? Break it down into, you know, like learning cycles and phases. And then with each phase and each headline it gives you, you know, you try to like interact with more and ask questions and learn better. And I feel like those are ways that you can use ChatGPT to do better. 
I mean, yeah, and it cuts your workload into like two percent. Yeah, and people send breakup tests with ChatGPT. Trust oh, I have, I have. Bruh, sent, I listen, send emails with ChatGPT. I do as well. Like before my friends got, <laughs> before my friends got onto it, I remember that he used to like test me. I'd be like, hey, I want to say this to my to my um land to my like to my landlord because he lives in the US, and I'm like, you know what? Send me the contest. We put it in ChatGPT. I like we will send it out. The same thing with the breakup test as well. Sometimes it's not that deep. Hi ChatGPT, <laughs> like you get, and it just gives it to you. And your life is easy. The goal is for life to be easy, essentially. Oh my goodness. Uh. <laughs> I feel like that is such a bad. Don't test your girlfriend like love messages with ChatGPT. She will find it out. <laughs> so I do have questions though. Oh, okay. I do Ooh, have questions, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, again, you know, because now I'm the co-host, we get to like yes. throw out questions and whatnot. Levels have changed. <laughs> so, um, you know, because this whole conversation is around product management, right? Yeah. And for us, one of our biggest frustrations, actually, because I've mentioned, is having to manage stakeholders. And some of our stakeholders come to people in brands, comes to people in like sales. Sales is like my worst enemy. But also like one of like your most important friends to have, yeah. right? They say keep your enemies close. And so when it comes to product management and being able to interact with product managers, right? From a different standpoint of someone in brands, what has really been your experience? And what would you say that um, when it comes to like being able to take a product manager's strategy vision, right? Like, you know, your strategy process, etc. And put that into your marketing and into like brands, etc. How how does that go hand in hand and how do you necessarily like play around it with product managers? Okay. So when it comes to brand, product marketing, you know, communications, um, depending on the company structure, uh, many times we have to come in at different stages of the product development. Uh, sometimes you'd have um, people with finished products coming to meet us and uh, you know Kroda is in our department and he can always see how frustrated I am with that because it's like for many of these things we try to we try to ensure that if there is just a little bit of something that you can include into the product development stage that can make it marketable that can make things easy for us you know um you find a lot of the time that people will think of marketing as this like when we are done with the product there's an aspect in marketing called life cycle marketing and for life cycle marketing um it's usually for you know the sign up processes what are the stages that we're going to present it. for many of those things um you know we are talking features we are communicating um solutions but if we don't know that um you know during product development we won't be able to come up with ideas that probably can influence the customer better to probably like upsell or cross sell you get what i'm trying to say there's going to be a lot of venting in my answer because a lot of the time <laughs> you uh product managers you guys are are, are quite the experience. I'm your favorite product manager now. Oh. Wow. It's the, it's the denial <laughs> for me though. It's, yeah, but okay. Um, um, but 
for us at the end of the day it's like you want to make the product appealing right there is all of the strategy and the you know development and all of the i don't want to call it them shenanigans because they're not shenanigans but all of these activities that are going on um, in terms of development you can get lost in your source so that at the end of the day you don't um you know you don't come up with a product that is easy to be coming i don't know how to explain it but you get you don't come up with a product that is um, easy to market basically so usually ideally you should have like the marketing team come um from the beginning of the product um you know review the idea in itself and come up with um a narrative now this narrative is going to be the story and um you know the presence we want the product to to possess um what we want it to communicate um you know do we want them to feel some type of way when they're interacting with our product how do we communicate that into the design and even down to the ux writing right um many times you'd find out that uh people would often bring after design and then they bring it to the ux writer and it's like oh you have to fit um all of the ideas that you might have for copy all of the ideas that you might have for um you know engagement and then the user flow you have to fit it into this particular design and i'm like i know that you are really um you know into product management but also you need to understand that product marketing is a part of product management do you understand that product marketing is a part of product management i do of course i do i'm big on i'm I'm big on cross-functional team collaboration i'm very big on it um and so um we move on to like the product and then the timelines and what strategies that we are implementing during that time but i would say that during this execution um you know the, the stage of execution the one problem and that is where the fight with product managers starts with is the hurrying up because the truth is when it comes to marketing yes you have to do things as a when do but there has to be a bit of because the way you're executing you're getting back the feedback you have to be present within that process of execution it's not execute and move on to the next execute and move on to the next stage iterations are going on every single step of the way for me i will always tell um you know i will always say that in my own um, space and the department you know the, the, in our department we always ensure that it is quality over deadline like i'm not saying do not meet up with your deadlines i'll still be on you to you know come up with your creative as a trend you but if it's not the best you'd have to go back inside and work on it and that's because we work with information i always say this that when it comes to information um if you do not control it by the time it gets out you can't really tell what the impacts might be and then you have someone in your you know from product team being like where is this the video the this and i'm like can we like yeah but 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 you know that also so that also speaks heavily to um team management essentially because you know you mentioned quality over quantity and product product people we are big at that right but the thing is we do believe that if you're able to streamline your efforts you will produce 
quality in time before if like before time essentially and that's the reason for roadmaps right for to make sure that there's like a realistic expectation for everybody involved and it's it's funny how you mentioned that that is where the problem of seeing marketing as an afterthought comes okay but, okay so so yeah. again it, it really does depend on it does depend on um what's it called it does depend on the company structure right yeah, no i mean i'm speaking on behalf of all marketing because <laughs> no, I, I actually don't agree because you know i'm someone that's really focused on like product-led like approach and that's essentially when you say that your product okay so here's the thing when your product speaks for itself there's really no need for the amount of extensive marketing that people do mm-hmm. right and that's really an approach but that a lot of people do for instance look at slack right there's it depends on how your structure is. Slack does a lot of marketing. Yeah, but still, like, Slack's also, like, very product-led, right? Yeah, like, but it's... They still yeah, do but still, of yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, we're not taking away the whole, like, importance of marketing. I'm just yeah. saying that most people do approach it from, like, a product-led space where you're like, you know what, as far as this product actually does meet functionalities and user experience, we're able to go through that way. But for me, personally, I do think it's important to be able to carry along from, like, the ideation process, how the marketing strategy that you're gonna come in and like now say hey guys this is my thoughts process this is how i'm thinking this product can interact with the market and then um get a feedback from the marketing guys and then also like let them build up on it as well now here's the so here's now the problem you know that both cannot have two captains right mm-hmm. and i have seen you if you're the like well yeah and when it fair is like people why are you trying me everybody's and that's the funny thing right because not everybody is just like and, and, and I feel like that's where there is now a bit of this better product and that the goal really is a product, right? I'm very happy. I rely heavily on customer research and customer feedback, A to C. Being able to see how our customers are interacting with the product lets you know what to build and how to build it and like what features to like focus on A to C. So I feel like, yes, you know, it is very important to be able to collaborate with all of the department from the get-go and be able to like talk to them and like let, like just have a brainstorming session. So that's like one of the key parts to be able to have like a very successful product. Most people do not think of it because I mean, I will agree with you. Most people think of marketing as like an afterthought, but I feel like that is also like a very, um, that is that is a very flawed process, right? It is, they are part of your takeoff essentially. Like the, you all are like the beginning line and at the end of the day, you guys are all part of like the, like the finishing line as well. So, you know, yeah, I do agree with you that part that it's not an afterthought that people should do but at the same time you know let's let's all be coming down still when it comes to the to the to driving the boats <laughs> let's all just like chill a bit but yeah okay well i mean that, that does make sense you know it's always funny we always get feedback from engineers and ui us designers on how they interact with product managers but there's a lot of um interaction or competition around how sales and marketing interacts with product management managers and even the product itself because let's be honest at the end of the day when the product leaves you most of the feedback you get about what you build comes from the marketing team and the sales team and the customer success team so it's really important to be able to align with those people and no kiki around what you've done and you see marketing team we, we work well with other teams sales and marketing we cool you are the same people yeah like you are just like you are like you are like two sides of a coin so like there is no difference <laughs> we, there is so much fluidity in what we do Everybody's yeah i sure. mean you will have the same strides everywhere product managers talk to is work when you, <laughs> but that's the thing when you are leading the sheep when you're not the sheep i mean child <laughs> 
when you're leading when you're leading right you you a lot of people are going to agree with your approach and as a product manager i i feel like most people one of the biggest problems people have in the beginning is so fun fact is when i when when i started getting like growing more in product manager management not manager um my one of my like closest friends who also has been like a product manager for a very long time one of the key things that he kept mentioning to me is as a product manager the people are your focus right i know that the name is product manager but the people that you work with the people that like the people on that team on that product around you make your product like actually be even successful or not so because if you're able to manage them properly then you can be able to like launch a very successful product so yeah captain say it after me captain (laughs) (laughs) so david thank you so much for doing this with us Guys, please let us know how you feel about this. So, David, how would you like to be found? So, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, David Ojago. And you can find me on Instagram as well, but I'm private. So, please do not send a request. Or threads. Do not find me on threads. <laughs> I love having me on Twitter. But, if you, but yeah, on, on, on Instagram as well. But, like, I'm mostly it's Instagram. And then on LinkedIn, it's just really to just read articles and stuff. Um, but, yeah, please don't send me an invite on Instagram. As that would not be accepted. Ah, no Noted. Thank you everyone for having us. Um, so you can share, subscribe, and you know, take a listen multiple times, learn more, give us our feedbacks and your comments as we have been very big into listening to it. Cody is crying because he's so excited. And you know, he's excited to be back. And Ife is also very excited to be back as well. And you know, I'm happy to be here. So have a great day, everyone. Have a have a fun day. Thank you.